0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show.
1: In case you haven't heard yet, it's supposed to be cold tomorrow night. Like, really, really cold. Like, second coldest game in Bill's history cold. I mean, that cold. Second coldest game in Bill's history cold. Sidebar, did you know that Jerome Bettis is from Detroit. But just because we've been hearing about the temps in Buffalo all week long does not mean that they are not an issue. They are. We're talking winter storm warning, temps that could be as low as 2 degrees, along with a sub-zero wind chill. And as Bills fans are no doubt aware, Josh Allen does not have the best track record in really cold temperatures. In In fact, I appeared yesterday on Bills owner, Kim Pagula's podcast. And by the way, that was a blast. Appreciate her having me on. Her and Maddie had a great time. She did admit to me yesterday that initially when she heard that the team was considering drafting Josh Allen, before she knew very much about her, him, she did admit the first thing that kind of went through her mind was really a California guy, a California guy out here. Of course, she got into it. She dove into it. She did all the research. And then she realized quickly that he did play his college ball at Wyoming and that he was a different sort of cat, different breed, a star in the making. She got it. But while it might be mind over matter, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. Cold is cold. And it's going to be freaking cold. So let's look at the numbers for just a minute. Josh Allen has played five career games at or below 32 degrees. In those games, he has completed just 50% of his passes. He has averaged less than 170 yards per game. He has thrown more INTs than TDs. Now, of course, the Bills are 3-2 and two in those games. And winning or losing is the only thing that matters in those games. But Allen's stats are enough to get people talking. And one person talking is Bart Scott. And somehow that story is still going and it's growing. Dawson Knox is in. Mike McCarthy is in. Garrett Ritt is in. Just kidding, Ike. (laughs) Pretty much everybody is in. Now, if you don't know the background and the context, here it is. According to ESPN's Diana Rossini, Allen's got poor circulation and his toes get cold. Now, that would seem like a problem that could be pretty easily addressed. There are a lot of things that you can do for cold toes. I don't know, an extra pair of socks, heated socks, heat packs in the shoes, more. Hey, believe me, as somebody who struggled like hell in the cold of Kansas City, I have looked into all of this. I know the technology is out there. I know the options for heating your feet. Trust me, I'm considering all of it. But then Bart Scott jumped in with a different solution.
2: Josh Allen listening. Can people get this message to him? Viagra. Take some Viagra for the game, baby. Got to fit that circulation going right.
1: Whoa, ho, ho. That took a bit of a left turn. So there's a discussion about Saturday night's game, and then suddenly Bart is talking about Saturday night activities. My man, we're talking about football, not wrestling. We're talking about football. And my man's jumping in to say that Josh Allen should hit the Blue Bomber. Bart and I go way back. I love Bart. I've always loved Bart. He was always a great interview when he played the game. I enjoyed him when we worked together on the NFL Today and CBS. I'm a big Bart guy. This, though, is next level. My man is practically busting through the wall, but instead of shouting, Oh, yeah! He's shouting, Viagra, dong pills. Hey, Josh, are your feet cold? I got you. I got you, my man. Here's what you do. Take these boner pills. Hey, Hey, Dr. Bart, you may have misdiagnosed this problem. He's talking about completing passes on the field, not completing the act in the bedroom. I love the fact, too, that that Bart prefaces it by saying, is Josh Allen listening? Can people get this message to him? As if he's about to drop some all-time wisdom, some great piece of legendary historic wisdom that Josh Allen has never heard that he needs to hear, advice that he's going to want to take. And then the advice is to pound some ED pills. Hey, yo, is Josh Allen listening? Cool. And then Bart practically breaks out in that Viva Viagra Viva song. Viagra. Talk to your doctor about Viagra.
3: America's most prescribed.
1: Only thing missing was me back in the day in that commercial for Viva. Bang. Remember that? On this show, there literally was a commercial for a product called Bang. Very subtle. Bang. This is not the first time That I've heard of athletes reaching for some vitamin V to enhance performance, but I still did not, I still can't get over that advice from Bart. Like, you're expecting to hear something about a special warm up technique or ways to stay warm on the sideline. You know, Bart, like Bart would know. Bart knows things that we don't know. Bart played the game. Bart played the game with fire. Bart played the game at a high level. Like, I'm expecting Bart to bust out with something that none of us have ever heard, except. Bartholomew just blurts it right out. Dong pills. And the thing is, (laughs) the thing is, he's serious. He's serious. Like, I wonder if Bart would prescribe that for everything. Your shoulder hurts? Hit that with some Cialis. Yo, dude. Tough break about that jammed finger. Hit that with some Levitra. You'll be good to go. Oh, your house is cold. Really? Really? Poor insulation. Your house is cold. Don't put on a sweater. Just hit this blue pill. My man, Bart. Dude, you you have forgotten more about football than I will know in a million years. However, he's playing a football game. He's not trying to get it up. So he can hop into a side-by-side bathtub to watch the sunset. He's trying to beat Bill Belichick. Not beat her. Never mind. Oh. He's trying to get up for the game, not get up for the game. But the idea, the idea has legs now. Get it? The idea's got legs now. That idea's a damn tripod. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, the idea... Hey, Rick, why why do you not find this amusing? Because you need it. Because you use it. It's hitting too close to home, isn't it, old man? (laughs) Anyway, the idea... Worked its way back to Bill's tight end, Dawson Knox.
0: I've heard that Viagra can actually
2: make you test positive for PEDs. I think there's something in there that'll pop you positive and make you miss four games. So in order to do that, I would need a prescription. So I do not have a prescription. So therefore, I will not be trying that out. Um, But that would be a heck of a way to try something for the first time Pop <laughs> one of those
0: before a football game. Yeah. There might be some other issues that go into that, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be experimenting with that. this Saturday night.
1: I see you work in DK. Two things about that. Dawson Knox really, really wants you to know that he does not have a prescription for ED pills. Secondly, if you take Viagra, He's of the opinion that you could pop positive for PEDs. So he's not doing it. No less an authority than Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy was asked about it. And as you might imagine, the big fella was pretty smooth in his response.
2: I have coached in a lot of a lot of cold games, and uh, but I'd never even heard of that recommendation? I, I understand it.
0: You know, not that I would know. From you, you, understand <laughs> sure, it. you understand, sure, absolutely. I, I understand the thought process. <laughs> in it, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it was uh, definitely newsworthy. So, but I think it shows the mentality of playoff football. You know, whatever it takes, you got to wow. get up, get up as high as you can. Yes, <laughs> you do.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Check out that yuck fest on 105.3, The fan, Mike McBeavis. Anyway, <laughs> he said boner. <laughs> Get up as high
0: as you can. Yes, you do. <laughs>
1: anyway. anyway, like you know, Bill Belichick is going to have a little something for Josh Allen. We know this. And Josh Allen is going to have a little something for the hood as well. A boner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you, know, you know what the amazing, <laughs> the amazing thing about this is, and I, again, I love Bart. I love Bart. In fact, I love Bart now than before I did. I love him more now, I mean, before I did. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. I love him more now than even before. There it is. He's a funny dude, except I don't think that he was clowning. I think that he was serious. In fact, I know he was serious. Listen.
2: A lot of NFL players, at least in my day, took Viagra because it opens up the blood vessels. A lot of endurance athletes. Oh. Because Viagra was first uh, a heart
0: medicine, right? So it builds up circulation, which makes sure that it gets those circulation to the feet.
1: I mean, this is like a medical explanation. It does not sound like he's laughing. It does not sound like he thinks that it's a joke. He's saying guys were doing it back in the day. A lot of guys. I mean, is that what you're saying, Bart? A lot of guys? All guys? Because if so, that would take a certain Rashid Wallace clip to an entirely new level.
4: Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. God bless
1: and good night. God bless and good night. Both teams play hard. Look, all I know about Viagra is what I've learned from the ads. But what in the name of late Bob Dole? What are we talking about here, Bart? Did you misunderstand those ads? Because I don't think they were about getting circulation to the feed. I think they were about getting circulation to something else. And I don't think I need to say what that something else is. You're junk. What happens if Josh Allen does take that advice and does hit the blue vitamin before the game And it works. And then suddenly, he has to deal with the side effects. There's no way an NFL quarterback can play an NFL game with the most famous Viagra side effect. Sounds like a pretty bad idea. You know how dangerous it is to play a game of football with a bunch of dudes packing swords? You know how your mom told you never to run around the house while holding scissors? Same deal. Because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Pinterest and more. This is possibility powered by Shopify. What you want to do is go to shopify.com/rome, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify right now. Go to shopify.com/rome. Do it now. Shopify.com/rome. Wide receiver AJ Green is my guest aj it's been a minute or two since you and i last spoke how are you doing and what is the vibe like around the team as you get ready for monday night
4: i'm good um i mean the vibe is great man we it's not a lot of team in opposition, so uh we're just living in the moment um on top of the details and and then uh, getting ready for Monday.
1: That sounds about right. A.J. Green joining us. So you're having a strong season and you're putting up the second highest number of yards per reception for your entire career. I'm curious, what has the transition to Arizona been like for you and how have you gone about learning and fitting into that system so quickly?
4: Oh, it's been a a learning process each and every other week, man. But I just come... Every week and work and, and, and try to get better each week. But it's it's been a fun process, man. Being in Cincinnati for 10 years, um, had a great career there. Love Cincinnati, um, um, but you know things you know things change. But they're having a great season. But you know being here in Arizona, uh, it's been fun. It's been been definitely fun.
1: H.A. Green joining us. Things do change, right? And it is a business. Back in camp, GM Steve Kimes said this of you, quote, the guy's phenomenal. I talked to Marvin Lewis about what a great man he is, such a quality human being. It's been great for our locker room. He is the perfect personality to be opposite a hop. They are awesome together. I'm kind of curious, like when you hear that, what's it mean to hear that? And then what's it been like to come into that particular locker room and that receiver room?
4: Uh, it's been great. Um, you know, I, I had no idea coming out here, uh what it's gonna be like or anything like that, but just playing along with the guys Hop, Seakurt, um, Rondell, uh we, we, we have a great receiver room, man. It's real it's no egos in that room, man. You know, Hop is the it's a great teammate. Um, you know, it sucks that we lost him but um he's been a, a great dude, man. He's out here rehabbing hard and trying to get back. Um but uh, my job is coming here just to work every day, show the young guys how to work, and and go from there.
1: AJ Green joining us. I understand also that Larry Fitzgerald is a guy that you learn from. Like You're helping the young guys right now, but when you came up, Mm -hmm. he was one of the guys you learned from. Even before you arrived in Arizona, as one great receiver looking at another, what did you like about Fitz's game and the way he approached his career and his work?
4: I think just his head down and his worked every day. He didn't care about the media. He didn't care about all that other stuff. He just uh, just wanted to play football, and I think that's that's who I am. You know, I don't care about all the other social media and you know what people think of, or whatever, and posting and all that stuff. I just go out there and 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 just work every day and and let the cards uh, fall where they may. Um, and I think that's how that's that's what I learned from Larry, you know, growing up. You know, AJ, I, I mean this respectfully, but you're kind of like an old head in that regard.
1: And if you're an old yeah. head, I'm like the oldest head ever. But you know, the yeah. kids, it's just it's different, right? It's, yeah. it's it's different right now. So when the young guys are coming up, I'm not saying that if you're on social media, it doesn't mean that you're not about your craft. But yeah. what do you advise yeah, the great. young guys when it comes to things like that? When they're like, "Hey, man, but this is what we do now."
4: Yeah, um, I think I think a couple of weeks ago, Devontae Adams had a, a great a, a great. Uh, answer to a question where he was saying, you know, younger guys ask him, like, how do you you, you uh, perfect your craft and how do you, you know, run the routes? to He said, because I run routes. I don't do all those crazy drills that you see on Instagram. The only way you can get better is running routes, and that's that's me. I'm very old school. I think the only way you can get better is running the routes that you run in a game, not all that other stuff. Um, so that's my advice. Just go ahead and get your playbook. The routes that you run, you run those routes and get good at those routes. And get your
1: head in that playbook. I saw Devontae <laughs> yeah. say that. I think there's a reason. It's a lot of reasons why Devontae is Devontae, but that's a big reason right there. Mindset. A.J. Green yeah. is joining us. You know, something else you said when you got there, you don't have to be the guy. And it's yeah. not that you, you're demanding to be the guy, but you've always been the guy. When you look at an mm-hmm. offense like that that's got so many weapons where any number of guys could dominate a game, how do you go mm-hmm. about sharing the ball and making sure everybody's included and everybody understands and embraces that role?
4: I think I think it comes in again with the ego, man. I think we all, you know, you know, Hop been the guy for a long time. I've been the guy for a long time. So we're not focused on stats. We fin we focus on winning, and the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. And I think, you know, coming here, that's what's the goal. Um, you know, we don't really care about the stats. We've been the guy. We've been to Pro Bowls. We just want to get that that goal. Is that's the, the biggest goal is to win a Super Bowl. And I think if you look at it like that, you don't care who's who's getting the ball. Um, you just matter about who are we getting these Ws and what can I do when what how can I capitalize when my opportunities arrive. So that's the biggest thing for me, just making a play whenever my opportunity comes around.
1: AJ Green is joining us. Somebody else, AJ, who's used to being the guy who's always been the guy, of course, Kyler Murray. From mm-hmm. the outside, I you know, this is just me talking from the outside. I just think he's one of the most electric athletes I've ever seen. Certainly yeah. one of the most electric quarterbacks in the NFL. What's it been like playing with him?
4: It's been fun, man. Um it's no, it's, it's 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 a play when he he don't think it's a play, so that's why I have to learn to wear the scramble drills and the little things like that. I got to get back open. Um, I wasn't really used to all that, you know, quarterback running running around. Uh, so for me, it's just getting my head around, make sure I see him, you know, shadowing him. Uh, just work out scramble drills. So that's probably been the biggest adjustment for me.
1: That's interesting, right? Like, no play is dead. As long as that guy's still running around and he's standing up, the play is still alive. So, I mean, you made this pretty clear. This is about a postseason run. This is about getting to the ultimate game. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. the team did not end the regular season the way you would have necessarily liked. So how do you go about resetting quickly before the playoffs start?
4: The good thing is, you know, once the playoffs start, there's a new season. Um, No matter what you did in the regular season, you're there. Um, This is about the team that gets hot. It's not but the most talented team. is, but the, the team that does the things right on that, that given day. And that's for us. We just got to stay down, stay into it, stay on our details, and, and uh, play a solid game and a clean game. I think we we'll would be fine.
1: And it's interesting what you just said. I had this conversation with somebody else on a podcast yesterday that it's not always, quote, the best team but the hottest team. When you talk about the details and cleaning things up, have you seen enough to know that you feel like things have been cleaned up?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, this week we've been – you know, a lot of guys we've been we would been doubting. You know, no no joking around on the sideline, none of that, because, you know, winner goes home I mean loser goes home. It's no we're gonna correct this the next day and and move on to the next week. So I think, you know, our locker room we have a, a, a some great leaders. We have J.J. coming back, we got Buddha, we got a lot of guys, K one got me. Um, so we, we understand that this moment doesn't come around very often for a lot of teams. So we just gotta be able to uh put our best foot forward on, on Monday and try to get this win.
1: AJ Green joining me for another few moments or so. I could ask you about any one, any one of the guys you mentioned, but you mentioned Buddha. AJ, mm-hmm. is it me or is this dude playing the game at a different speed altogether? Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, I, I, I've been in the league for a long time. I've never seen a defensive player play how he plays. And the crazy thing, he practices the same way. He's the same guy every single day. It's like, it amazes me every time I see him. I'm like, this guy is... Unbelievable energy, leadership, his passion for the game—I uh, just never seen anything like that before. Hey, AJ, help me with
1: this: like you, you practice as you play. I get mm-hmm. that, but if you got a defensive guy and he's running around and he's flying around and he's being physical as an offensive player, like you, you know he's trying to get ready for Sunday. But at the same time, and he's not looking to hurt anybody. Is there a line that a defensive player has to draw about how hard to go in practice?
4: Yeah, yeah, he definitely understands how hard to go, but. We understand it's Buddha, and that's all he knows. But he's 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 very smart. He's a, he's a smart football player, so he'll never put his teammates in a harm's way. He's always like tagging off, but you see him flying to the ball, and he you know he eases up once he gets close enough. Um, but that guy, man, he's an unbelievable safety, the best I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, wow, well, that's really high praise coming from you. Really quickly, I'm curious, the offense, you had so many weapons like we talked about, and then the team adds Zach Ertz. I know that's somebody you've watched from far from a long yeah. time. What's it been like to play with him, and then what does he bring to the team?
4: Uh, it's been fun, man. I mean, I've been a fan of Zach since, you know, Pro Bowl days when he was in uh, Philly, man. I'm just a big fan of his, his, his work, and I feel like he's probably one of the most underrated tight, end, um, tight ends. Through these last couple of years, uh, just as detailed as route running as his hands, and uh, people would understand he's a great blocker as well. So, AJ, one
1: last thought: you're locked in. I understand that Monday's the thing, like it's the mm-hmm. thing. But if you go back to that yeah. game against the Rams, you went over the ten thousand career yard mark. It's mm-hmm. a huge number. It puts you in really elite company. I mm-hmm. know you would say to me, "Yeah, but I got a lot of football ahead of me," and I believe that. But for right now, what does ten thousand career yards mean to you?
4: Uh, that's that's always been the goal, just to you know reach that 10,000 10, mark, man. And you know, with my I had a couple injuries that set me back, but to reach that milestone has been a it's been a blessing, man. I I I, re- I definitely didn't take that one for granted um, because I know how blessed I am because you got to play a lot of football and and to get to that number. Um, so for me, it's you know enjoying the moment, but understanding that you know I can I still can play a little bit longer and and and, and add on to that ten thousand. So.
1: There it is. Two-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-American at Georgia, Arizona at LA. That is a huge game on Monday. AJ, really good to reconnect with you. I appreciate oh, you very you. much, and I appreciate you coming on the show. That was great. Thank you yeah. so much. Hi, right, man. Thank you. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef very seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Who wants dried tough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those of you who like to take things up a notch. Next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the clear view bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? Carson Wentz has taken a lot of heat since the Colts choked right out of the playoffs. Wait, did I say they choked right out of the playoffs? My bad. That's not what I meant to say. I meant to say they bleeped the bed. Actually, not my words, but none other than the classy DeForest Buckner. He said so, and he's right. He said it on hard knocks after the Colts season ended. He said, quote, we had the team to do it, but the last two weeks we just bleeped the bed. End of quote. Man, that's the truth, isn't it? That's a fact. They did have the team to do it. And by do it, I mean not just get to the postseason, but I mean wreck shop in the postseason. And then they lost to the Jags, one of the most unforgivable, embarrassing losses in NFL history. It was not that long ago that folks were talking about the Colts as a legit Super Bowl threat. They had a scary running game. They had a defense with studs at all three levels. In other words, they had the kind of game and the kind of style that travels in the playoffs and causes problems when it arrives. But... They also had Carson Wentz as their quarterback. And ever since he imploded on Sunday, he has been taking plenty. First, there was his own head coach, Frank Reich, saying this. Yeah, I
4: think Carson did a lot. I mean, I think we're a team. I
3: think he's our quarterback. And, um, you know, I think we're all going to learn and grow from this year. I think there were a lot of bright moments for Carson. So, um, again, I'm not going to go deep into individual assessment.
0: oh oh
1: that's no ringing endorsement. In fact, that's got to hurt. As I said earlier in the week, never good when your head coach, one of the guys responsible for bringing you in can only say quote, I think Carson did a lot. and I think we're a team and I think I think he's our quarterback. and I think we're all going to learn and grow from this year. That may sound like praise, but that's not praise. That's not a head coach guaranteeing that his quarterback is going to come back and declaring that that's our guy. That's the guy we're building around. I mean, he's saying quite the opposite by saying nothing at all, but he's not saying that. And he's not wrong. Man, Reich should not be staking his career and his time in Indy on Carson Wentz. Would you? And if you're Carson Wentz, you had to be hoping after hearing that from the head coach that you might hear something more encouraging and something stronger or something better or something that reflects better upon you from the GM Chris Ballard when he met with the media. Unfortunately for Wentz, Boward was much tougher than even Reich was on him. When asked if he wants Wentz to be the quarterback next season, Boward dropped this bomb. When we made the
3: decision after Philip retired and we made the decision to make a move on Carson, at the time of the decision, we felt good about it. And I still don't regret the decision at the
1: time. Notice what he said there. We felt good about the decision at the time of the decision. So it's pretty clear that he does not feel good about it right now. He probably feels like crap about it right now. He's not even trying to hide how he feels about it right now because he had even more.
3: I won't make a comment on who's going to be here next year and who's not going to be here next year. That's not fair. That's not fair to any player. I thought Carson did some good things, and there's a lot of things that he needs to do better. You know, our passing game has to be better.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Some good things, but a lot of things that he needs to do better. I don't know, some versus a lot to me is not a great ratio. Not to mention, he started it by saying, I'm not going to comment on who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. I.e., how can I comment on a dude who might not even be here? So that's even less of an endorsement than from the coach. Much less. But much like the coach, I get it. They shouldn't guarantee anything right now. And while that move did seem solid enough at the time, it looks pretty horrible right now. They were betting on the fact that Carson Wentz could pull out of a tailspin, the tailspin that his career has become. So they rolled the dice, and they've crapped out. They thought that getting Wentz back with Reich, who coached him in Philly, would help Wentz get right. But they were wrong. Because whatever happened to Wentz sure looks like it's permanent. His struggles are not the outlier. They're now the norm. The new norm. The actual norm. All that great stuff that he did years ago. Ancient history. And now the Colts are giving a first... This is the incredible part, right? They're now giving a first-round pick to Philadelphia who is going to the playoffs while they sit at home Thanks in large part to Carson Wentz. And yet Ballard, despite saying what he already said, had even more to say.
3: I'd like to quit band-aiding it. I'd like for, you know, Carson to be the long-term answer or find somebody's going to be here for the next 10 to 12 years. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, man. I mean, I can dream about it and wish about it and do everything I can to figure out the solution, but you do the best of what you can do at the
1: time that you have to make a decision. Real talk. I respect it. Real talk. How often do you hear a GM come out and say something like that? And not to point the finger to cover his own ass, but that's just real talk. And he's right. And they were spoiled. I mean, they got used to it, right? They had Pinky around forever. They had Andrew Luck to chase Pinky. Of course, they felt pretty good about having a guy around for 10 or 12 years. Of course, they want that again. And I guess they thought they had that again. They thought, like, hey, we got the guy. We have the guy to get it done. We have the right coach with the right guy. But he let us down. And now I have serious questions about him going forward. I'm speaking for the GM now. Actually, I I agree. So I'm speaking for both of us. And if you think, again, that that's just a GM blowing smoke and trying to cover his own ass, that's not my read on that. That's not a guy who's just a little disappointed that things didn't work out. Chris Ballard sounds pissed. I mean really, really pissed. Sometimes you get your beat, man. We got our beat.
3: I wish I had for the fans and for everybody to say, hey, you know, can you pinpoint what I ha- I I don't have that. I wish I could. I don't. I'm being honest. I don't have
1: it. We got our beat. Man, I respect that so much. He just said three times, right? Three or four times. We got our ass beat. I wish I could pinpoint it, but I can't. Yes, you can. You just did. Well, I can tell you what happened. I can pinpoint exactly what happened. We got our ass beat. We got our ass beat. Of course, it's not enough just to say that, right? The fans want to know, how you going to make sure that doesn't happen again? But I respect that he's saying it. When was the last time you heard a GM in any sport saying something like that after missing the postseason? Like, there is no positive spin here at all. Again, Personally, I would say, what the hell else can he say? They lost to Jacksonville. Win and you're in against one of the worst teams ever. And not only did they not win, they got, quote, their ass beat. So what do you expect the guy to say? That. But guys don't. They never do. But he did. Nothing like what he didn't say, what I would expect almost anybody else to say, would be something like, you know, it's disappointing, but... It's our first year with Carson. We all learned we'll be better for it. We'll be back next year. You know, nothing about how the team got off to a tough start, dealt with injuries, still managed to win nine games. We did that. We're proud of that. We didn't quit. None of that. Pure and simple. This was our time. We had the right team, and we got our ass beat. And we got our ass beat. Something tells me Chris Ballard is now looking to beat some ass of his own. And he's going to do anything and everything he can to make sure that this does not happen again and that he doesn't feel this way again. You can tell he doesn't feel good at all. He was aggressive. He took a big swing. He took a chance on Wentz. And it came back to bite him in the ass when they got their ass beat. I understand football is a team game. I understand that you can't put it all on one guy. But if you read between the lines, it sure sounds like they're trying to put it on one guy. I mean, Boward even went as far as to say this.
3: Look, we embarrassed ourselves. Embarrassed our owner, embarrassed our city.
1: I mean, this dude could not be more real than he is. We embarrassed ourselves. We embarrassed our owner. We embarrassed our city. He all but said, Carson Wentz embarrassed himself. Carson Wentz embarrassed Jim Ursay. Carson Wentz embarrassed our city. Man, we got our ass beat. Because we got our ass beat. Man, we got our ass beat. And they did. And they did. And they shouldn't be allowed to skate. And that does not get them off the hook. But I respect that he came out and he said that. And that he owned that publicly. Because they did. Let me take a moment and talk to you about WinBet. The latest and greatest sports betting app on the market. The same five-star hotel service that you know and love is now in the digital betting space, providing an elite sports book and digital casino app. Whether you're betting NFL wildcard weekend, college basketball, or both, because why not? WinBet's got you covered. Are you looking for other sports? WinBet has those as well. It's all right there for your WinBet app. And Winbet is also fully integrated with Win Rewards. That means by playing WinBet, you can accrue points to earn free credit in app and comp dollars towards perks at Win Resorts, discounted hotel stays, priority dining and entertainment, free merch. It really is the best loyalty program in the industry. Call it a win-win. Whether playing from your phone or your computer, you've absolutely got to sign up for WinBet. ASAP bet with the best get into the game terms and conditions at winbet.com you do have to be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 AJ Dillon is my guest AJ good to have you back how are you
2: how you doing? Good, no, dude. Fantastic. How are you? Thanks for having me on.
1: It's good to have you back. Appreciate you. So it's a huge weekend for the NFL, but you've got yourself a bye. What's it feel like mm-hmm. to have some time to kind of rest, recover, while everybody else is out there punching each other in the face in the cold?
2: <laughs> uh, it's definitely great. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely great to go into the playoffs uh, with that number one seed, like you said, get that get that extra time, but... You know that doesn't. You know, the work's not done. You know we we are all very aware that there's still so much more for us out there and more that we want to accomplish. Um, but like you said, it's nice to allow the body to get a couple of days to refresh and you know still go out there and practice and you know be very detailed even though we don't know who our opponent's going to be.
1: I like that. A.J. Dillon joining us. One more thought about that. So I know you're putting in the time, you're putting in the work, you want to be detail-oriented. This weekend, for instance, would you completely unplug and maybe get away for a moment, maybe head up to Dora County, get some garlic parm wings? Is that in the plan?
2: Uh, it's definitely in the plan. Uh, actually looking forward to this weekend. For me, personally, I don't know what everybody's going to do. Can't speak for everybody, but for me, uh, you know, we had a good week, uh, you know, practice prep and things like that. And it uh, was all locked in on that. These next couple of days, uh, while these games are going on, I'm probably going to take a second to just kind of, you know, unplug, get away from the football piece. And then, you know, when it's time to lock back in, see who we're playing, all that stuff, just dive in for this last, um, <clears throat> this last month of just uh, this run we're going to be on.
1: AJ Dillon joining us. You know, it seems to me your usage has been really interesting. Like, you're getting more and more opportunities to catch the football. Last season, you had two receptions. Like, you've always had this ability as a receiver. You just didn't get the opportunities. And then this season, you've had 34 receptions, and you're averaging better than nine yards per reception. Offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett has talked about what you receiving means to the offense. I'm curious, what do those opportunities mean to you? And then how proud are you about that change and that growth in your game?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's definitely anytime I can get the ball in my hands, whether it's, uh, you know, sometimes on special teams or it's uh, obviously running the ball or catching the ball, it, it really is a big confidence booster and also uh echoes all the trust that, you know, my coaches have and uh, the, my teammates have putting me in positions like that. So it's always, I always wear that very humbly uh, just even getting the opportunity to get targets and things like that, Um, that doesn't come without trust. But I'm definitely proud of the growth I've had in that, in that, uh, in that realm, uh, receiving the ball. Definitely was something I worked on this offseason and, uh, worked on and asked, uh, Aaron Jones a lot. Obviously, he's been, you know, kind of an all purpose back, obviously one of the best in the league at, at running back for a while now. And, uh, just asking him, like, Hey, how did you, you know, get better in these situations? Things like that. Also, you know, working with Jordan and having, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in football, uh, swing you that thing every day in practice definitely gets you better. So it's been a, it's definitely progression by committee. It wasn't just just me out there. Everybody's helped me grow, and you know it's really nice to kind of look back uh, every now and again and be like, hey, you've actually come a long way.
1: Good stuff, AJ Dillon joining us. You mentioned the word trust. I mean, that's a pretty it's a pretty serious word. It's a heady word, especially as it relates to the guy that you play with, the quarterback that you have. Aaron said this about you, quote, as the leader and somebody who likes to use my brain to win games, when somebody can match that preparedness like he has, he's talking about you, it gives me a lot of confidence. I mean, dude, that's serious praise that Aaron Rodgers is saying that you've got a young guy who matches my preparedness. That's high, high praise. How do the two of you connect mentally on the field and let each other know what your responsibilities are and what you'll be doing? Like, what is that connection like?
2: Uh, I believe it just, you know, obviously, like you said, just being prepared, and um, you know, that's definitely you know, high praise coming from him for sure. And you know, I, I definitely am very appreciative of that. He's been a great leader and big role model for me, um, somebody I can always, you know, learn from. Uh, for, for myself, anyway, I'm always trying to, uh, I'm always trying to just stay on top of like what my responsibility is and then how it can change. Because obviously, like you alluded to him, uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers, number 12, he, he's he been around the league. He's done it at a high level for so long, and he's seen it all. So with him, with all that knowledge he has, he has the ability to you know change the protection or change the route or change the concept just off of seeing one guy move somewhere because he, he knows exactly what's about to happen next. So I guess for me, the the cool thing with just having him out there and learning from him every day in practice is I'm constantly trying to anticipate what where i what the next possibility could be what the next uh play could be or what audible and why he would go to this is so i think just obviously working with working out with him all the time and kind of seeing how his brain moves and starting to just get to scratch the surface of the stuff that he he sees out there uh, has allowed us to have that communication
1: AJ Dillon is joining us during the bye week. So, really quickly about Aaron, he was the MVP last year. Is there any doubt in your mind that he should be the MVP again this year?
2: No doubt. No doubt. That's like asking me if the sky is blue. (laughs) That's the MVP right there.
1: I got you. All right. So, like, when I'm watching you play, AJ, you bring a certain physicality to it, a certain mindset. Like, what is your mindset when you're looking at the guy in front of you, and do you feel like the other guys on your team actually can feed off of that, and is that contagious?
2: I think so. I think the unique uh, thing about a running back and playing the running back position is you really have the opportunity to ignite the team, Uh, just with, with how often a running back gets the ball and, you know, you're starting back there and the offensive line, you've got to go through your own offensive line and then obviously the, the ensuing rows of the defense, um, uh, the offensive line linebacker or the defensive line linebacker secondary. And I think, like, when you, when you break off a run, you're going through all these people and they're looking at you going through that. Like, it fires people up and you'll, you'll see runs and you'll see guys on the sideline jumping up, jumping off the bench even in cold games throwing off their jackets or, you know, sometimes speaking of 12, like 12 will go and look at me and give me like a thumbs up or something like that. And that just kind of gives everybody, you kind of bring that juice. Uh, For me, I just, you know, I kind of that angry running mentality. I don't just kind of worked in this way. It just, I don't like people to be around me or touch me when I'm out there running the ball. So um, if somebody's going to be on my back, we're going to go for a ride and try to fall forward. That's uh, one thing that I'm always trying to do is always fall forward, and that's something Coach Sermons, our running back coach, Ben Sermons, is uh, is always talking about just finishing forward. Those little yards, you know, it doesn't look like much on the TV copy or even on the film right away, but when you average that little, little extra reach and you got one and a half yards here, you got two yards here, one yard here, shoot, you just got an extra ten yards. So that all adds up.
1: It all adds up AJ Green or AJ Dillon. I said AJ Green because we just had him on AJ. It's AJ Hour. Really quickly, like there's a mindset and a physicality, and then there's also like a look and a style and a certain thing. It's kind of an old school thing, right? Look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, Mm -hmm. get paid good. Dude, you broke out one of the all time looks. You went with the overalls. Against the Vikings, you wore them to the game. You wore them after the game. Shirtless overalls is an incredible look. Yeah. How did it feel?
2: Uh, it felt great. It felt great. Uh, anytime you know you're playing one of those NFC North opponents, you know it's going to be a gritty game. No matter where, where it is in the season, what the weather is, what the standings are, those are going to be good tough games. And you know we wouldn't like it. we wouldn't want it any other way. So. You know, where I was wearing the uh, the overalls, kind of like uh, trying to be a nod to the uh, lunch pail, you know, going to work with the lunch pail, kind of just blue collar, going to work, getting the job done. And that was supposed to, you know, kind of emphasize that mindset I was going in the game with. And then uh, post game, they're like, hey, you're going to go outside. Post game interview is back on the field. I was like, you got to, you, you can't, uh, can't stop halfway. You know, if we're going to start this way, we're going to finish this way. So put back on the overall, hopped out there. And uh, it was great. We had some Green Bay fans still in the stands, um, and they were starting to yell, so the quads. So I had to rip those out for them. <laughs> the best. Dude,
1: That's this is why they love you, that mindset, that grit, that blue car mentality, and because you give back. You played fantasy football this year for the first time, and you were so good, you were able to donate $35,000 to a pair of local nonprofits. What was the fantasy yeah. football experience like, and then how pleased were you with that results and the ability to give back?
2: yeah the all all in all it was a fantastic experience you know from start to finish uh I teamed up with the, you know sleeper uh sleeper h q and their fantasy platform It's a fantastic platform, really functional, but they have a bunch of experts uh you know fantasy experts and things like that and you know they challenged me in the offseason. and they're like, there's no way they only exist and so you know uh we went out there we won we we went my team battled through some adversity, uh, but like you said, I had never played before. So it was a fun experience and I uh, made a lot of friends uh, at the sleep with the sleeper team. And uh, yeah, I, the, the prize money, you know, we're not allowed to gamble or anything or play bet money on fantasy football, but the, the end of the money was all going to charity. So it was great to be able to use that, use that fun experience and use my platform also to, you know, help out uh, green Bay local charities. And so we donated the Bell and health and cancer research, 25,000. And then, Uh, 10,000 of Willow Tree Foundation, which is in Green Bay, Um, and they uh, help kids who have been uh, sexually or emotionally or, you know, um, uh, maltreated in any any way locally. And, you know, it's fantastic to give back to two causes I believe in. Good
1: for you. Hey, really quickly, you're such a young guy and you've got your whole life and career ahead of you. I'm curious, though, is that a place like is that a place where you could see yourself living after your career is over?
2: Absolutely. I've I've uh, begun the the process of, you know, putting my roots down here. I some I met my fiance here. We're getting married this uh this off season.
1: Congrats. And
2: uh we just we just get thank you. I appreciate that. Just got our first house and uh you know, this is kind of home based from here on out regardless of where football takes me. I'll I tell my mom, she's obviously in Connecticut back where I'm from and I, yeah, I mean, whether I'm with Green Bay forever or not, hopefully I am. I think this is where we're going to be living. She's like, oh, the only thing I don't like about that is how far we are. But, you know, we'll, we'll make it so they can come visit. We got a guest room with her name on it.
1: That is the absolute best. Green Bay is the number one seed in the NFC. And running back A.J. Dillon having a huge year. He was a three time first team All Conference player at Boston College. My man, not only do I appreciate the conversation, I really appreciate it during a bye week. You did not have to do that. So thank you very much. It was a killer conversation. Great to have you back, AJ. Thanks so much.
2: Absolutely. Anytime, especially for AJ Hour. that That's awesome. I like that segment. That's, that fired me up right there. Dude, but once the again, I had a great time. Any, anytime. I, l- I love... Uh, Love talking to you. So, oh, thank man, you, so you, much. you are
1: the best. I love talking to you too. I mean, for reasons like that too. And now, a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that is useful. You know, like cash back match. Discover matches all the cash back that you have earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations do apply dave in orchard park i'm gonna go right to the phones my man dave what's going on how are you
0: jim Longtime listener and i gotta tell you it's going crazy right now they were circling the wagons on wednesday afternoon there's vehicles in the parking lot as of thursday And by tonight, that parking lot will be loaded with the smell of sausage and everything else. I've been working for the Bills now, part-time, for over 10 years. I'll be checking vaccination status at the gate tomorrow. They're expecting close to 70,000. Tickets are going as low as 30 bucks on StubHub. Four degrees above zero with a wind chill below zero for tomorrow night is projected. They said this will be the second coldest playoff game since the 94 game against the Raiders, in which I attended, but did not have to work that game.
1: Oh, man, that is amazing. Dave, what do you remember about that day? what What is it like in weather that cold? I mean, obviously, you've got a little bit of help. Maybe you're fueled up. You've got some other body heat around you. What's it like to be at a game that's that cold?
0: Well, you, you, double, you double your socks, number one. You try to put plastic bags over your socks. You uh, insulate your gloves as best as you can. The layers that everybody says wear layers, you try to do that. You see people in big fur coats, the big uh, hats, the Russian-type hats that they wear, and then, of course, you got the stupid fans that want to get the notoriety by whipping off their shirts. And, uh, you know, and that's not going to help matters. They've already been on TV all week long talking about hypothermia and frostbite. And that's probably not going to weigh uh, some of the fans from not ripping off their shirts during the game. And, of course, it is the Patriots. I mean, this is the arch-rival, the Bills. It used to be the Dolphins back in the 70s, and I was there when we tore down the goalposts after uh, Chuck Knox uh, ended that 17-game losing streak with Roosevelt Leak scoring the winning touchdown. But this is a different uh, ballgame now. Forget about Brady. It's the Patriots, it's Belichick, the hoodie, and the Bills fans are completely psyched for this. Uh, And Josh Allen, right now, I think we've got the advantage just because of the quarterback.
1: My man, Rack him! that is a brilliant report from Orchard Park. I appreciate you. Great job.
5: Yo, what's up, Matt? Damn skippy, golden as these skies I'm under in L.A., our hometown, pimp. And I am feeling it today. From Silmar to Cincinnati, from Northridge to Northern Kentucky, you're welcome, Raider Nation, because we are getting our jungle karma today. Much like Josh Allen will be sporting his kickstand tomorrow, we're going in to Cincinnati, and we're taking names, and we're kicking some butt because my man Josh Jacobs is running with authority. And you know D.C. has been chomping at the bit for this playoff spot since 2016 when uh, his back damn near got broke. My dude is a warrior. So, pimp, I'm coming straight up. I got the Raiders 30 To 24 on the a hard fought game with Cincy Super Wild Card Weekend, the Raiders will be punching their ticket to KC next week for round three. Outro. All right,
1: Matt in LA. Hey, what's cracking? Welcome to the program. It is the Jim Rome show starring me, Jim Rome. What's up? Hope you had a great weekend. Nice to have you here. What a wild, wild weekend that was. Lots to cover on a Monday. Let's get it. Yeah! Yeah! Mm.
5: First time out. What?
0: Mm. what? Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think tell, the Raiders Brandon Staley just cost the Chargers the game. He broke an unwritten deal with the Raiders by calling that timeout. That is not where they lost that game. Third down with the season on the line, and you get gashed. That's where they lost it. The
5: Raiders, they took care of town business, man. I'm more proud of this team than any Raider team in history. I swear, man. Pat Friermuth
1: is joining us. It was a matter of waiting to see what happened between the Chargers and Raiders.
0: It was fourth down and ten. I was like, all right, well, we're going to make playoffs. And all of a sudden, Justin Herbert started throwing down. Fortana, so. My goodness! What a throw by Fires a deep downfield, and that ball is intercepted the
1: by Indianapolis D- Colts. In the had one after. of the all-time worst choke jobs ever. <laughs> Way to man down when it matters most. Jordan Poyer is my guest. You were a Pro Bowl snub yet again this year. I
0: don't want to say it bothers me, but it does. It pisses me off a little bit. I, I guess yeah. I don't think that we were really.
1: Working well as an organization. Brian Flores you know, went ten and six last year, nine and eight this year. And now he's getting run right out of the building. He went two and zero against Bill Belichick this season. Has that ever happened before? I've had enough of that. Jeff Chidiha, Garoppolo going up against that Dallas defense.
5: Well, I tell you, you watch Michael Parsons up close and personal. Yeah. He's close as you might get to a young Lawrence Taylor. Totally fast and Georgia, let the celebration! Shout out
1: begin. to Georgia. Shout out to Kirby Smart. Shout out to Stetson Fleming, Bennett. The fourth. Bennett, and a shout out to all the Bennett, property, to property that did torn get torn up, up in Indy last night, night, baby. Yeah, baby.
0: Andy Staples. Everybody looks at him and goes, oh, Bennett, Bennett, you were a walk-on. You can't possibly Bennett, Bennett, be as good as, as the former five-star from USC. Bennett, Bennett, Stetson was the better quarterback Bennett, Bennett, on the team
5: that was the best team Bennett, Bennett, in the country all Bennett, Bennett, year long. Bennett.
0: Bennett. This ain't some clown show organization.
1: I would like to have a say in who the next GM is. Dude, you got the previous GM fired. Retired. Hey, you Where's know, by the way, nice I want an so ownership stake. While you're at it, I just rename the stadium after me. Judge Field. I am the law! Go to Long Island.
5: Pete. Love to talk about being a clone since the 90s, but we are just out of our brains over here, man. He needs to go.
1: Knowing Rit the way you know Rit, I'm asking you clones, how do you think he got hurt?
0: I even ran 30 mi- 30 minutes on the, uh, on the, uh, whatever. On the I
1: plant, my right foot to go get him, and
0: my calf just explodes. You can feel the pop. They all it was, a pop. I felt the pop. Yeah. I knew right away. Chris Beer joining us. Yeah, Brock's the best. He's one of those guys. If he drops a french fry, he doesn't have like a five second rule. He has the five minute rule. You know, he'll pick it up out of the parking lot <laughs> and eat it, and, and no worries.
1: How much of yourself do you see in him, maybe?
0: A lot. He will literally be like Rodney Dangerfield one day. He'll be like 36, <laughs> playing his <laughs> senior year at Texas. Email. My beef women
1: who command their Prince Harry to. Hoist them up onto their shoulders at rock concerts so they can see better. Hey, Megan, Mick Jagger can't see you. Get the F down and stand like the rest of the adults.
0: What is your beef? When you walk up to the refreshment stand and you get a medium popcorn for... $8.79. $8.79. Ah!
5: Now,
0: oh, these damn referees. And, uh, I've chased a referee before, and I've tackled him back in the 70s. He is Eric Wood. The goal is to get a first down so that your punter's not punting from the end zone. Okay, you get backed up in a corner in life. What are the first things you need to do to get off the goal line? It's probably not the time to throw out a bomb in life. It's little baby steps that get you down the field, and then you can go take your shot. The
5: real travesty is Aaron is looking at more
4: MVPs than Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, things Went south and Tommy D let that ice road trucker chick from Omaha.
1: Lance Stevenson is my guest. Man, it's a blessing, man. Um,
4: I was off for two years and I had to grind and work out and go to the G Lead and got back moving and playing at game speed. And now I'm doing here and uh at hometown doing a 10 day and proving myself. Hey, Josh. Spider. You stink.
1: Chris Money is joining us. What is it that makes Ozark what it is? A lot of different things
3: at once. A story about a family. A story about a marriage. It can be sweet and sentimental. It can be
0: scary and violent. Josh Allen listening by Agra. Take some Viagra. Oh, Josh oh, Allen cool, right? should hit the blue bomber. Get up as high as you can. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and not pitch a tent in the backfield. Of course, you got the stupid fans that want to get the notoriety by whipping off their shirts. Talking about hypothermia and frostbite.
1: Wide receiver, AJ. A.J. Green.
5: This guy is unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable.
2: A.J. Dillon.
0: Absolutely. Anytime. Especially for
2: A.J. Hour. That, that's awesome. I like that.
5: <laughs> From North Northridge to Northern
0: Kentucky. Love you too, brother. See you later. I've been hit by cars and it didn't
2: hurt this much. Ah,
1: hello.
0: Truly appreciate the friendship and opportunity to come on today, brother. Brother. Both teams play hard.
1: A lockhead Award. That's
0: really interesting. She
1: has a single eye. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Love you
0: too, brother. See you later.
1: I'm with you, Mitt Nation. Good night, Good oh, no, night!